0: This episode is supported by EarnIn. Life doesn't happen bi weekly, so why should Payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with EarnIn. EarnIn is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 536. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 536. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, Shameless Moms. Happy Monday. I hope it's springy and sunny wherever you are. I know when this goes live, we will have just gotten back from spring break, which feels like summer is on the horizon. And when I say we just got back from spring break, we got back from being in the mountains (laughs) where... It was mostly still feeling like winter, but <laughs> because that's where we can safely travel right now, <laughs> given the stipulations around travel where we live and with our current school situation. So what I am hoping for you all, though, is that if you are past spring break or entering into spring break, I just always feel like there's that dividing time where you know that summer is on the way and the evenings are getting lighter, and the sun is more frequent and more warm. And there's just a sense of hope that feels really, really good. And that this year is accompanied with a trend of more people being vaccinated and more people being able to safely be around one another and all sorts of other things that are hopeful. That doesn't mean there's still not a whole lot of things that are hard and ugly and unpredictable and uncertain because that's the truth, but that always is the truth to some extent. But there just does feel like there's this energy around positive direction and moving in a way that feels like we're going to get to enjoy summer in a much different way than last year, which feels really, really nice. So... I'm wishing all that for you, and then hoping that that's giving you some energy as we move into this week. So I'm really excited about what we're talking about today, because ever since I read Michelle Obama's book, Becoming, which I talked about when I read it, I did like a whole episode two years ago just about that. So if you Google Shameless Mom Academy, Michelle Obama, you can find that. And actually, I'll link to it in the show notes so that you have the episode right there handy. I could have looked that up in advance, but I didn't think to do that. So what I did, though, when I read this book is I became obsessed with this idea of, Becoming. And I talk about it all the time. I talk about it in our membership community and Momentum Mamas a lot because what I see happen when women join Momentum Mamas, they know where they're at, but they don't quite know where they're going. And sometimes they have some ideas, but they don't know quite how they're going to get there. And what I love is the openness of our new members when they come in to listening to who they want to become and to try new things because they do know that they want to become like next version of themselves. And that doesn't mean that you leave everything else behind. But it means that like you're open to growth and evolving and you're curious around that. And I think that there is a lot of hope and a lot of power that comes with considering who you are becoming. And also, I think it's really, really important to have conscientiousness around who you are becoming. Because without that, the days, the weeks, the years, they fly by. And I think there can be so many wasted opportunities if you're not conscientious around who you are becoming. The, all sorts of things in life can just happen. And if we're not paying attention, the years go by and we will have missed doing the things that we always thought we wanted to do or saying yes to the things that maybe were scary, but were also the next right step for us. And I don't want that for you. I want you to be aware of who you're becoming so that you can make decisions that are in alignment with who she is and where you want to go, where she wants to go. So I've been so just curious around this notion for the last couple of years, because we are, we're always becoming and there's no way around it. And sometimes we're becoming more the person we know we want to be and other times not so much. (laughs) And sometimes we're becoming a person we didn't want to be. Maybe we're even becoming a person we feared we would be one day. And I know I hear people talk a lot about this when they talk about referencing other people in their lives, oftentimes a parent where they say, gosh, I see myself becoming this version of my mother or father that I never wanted to become and yet here I am. And I think that while that can be a really hard realization, there can also be some power in recognizing that and recognizing that, wait a minute, I can course correct. I have that within me to do that. And so what you have the opportunity to do is remind yourself that every day you get to choose, every single day you get to choose. You have many times each day where you make choices that take you closer to or further from the person you wanna become. And this is comforting because that means at any time you can course correct. And so I know, you know, oh my gosh, when it comes to parenting, of course, there's so many moments where right after something happens, you're like, I did not do that the way I really wanted to (laughs) like that did not go down with me being my best self. And that can happen. And that doesn't need to derail who you think you are as a mom. It can be an opportunity to only moments later do something different and make a better choice. So like, if you make a crappy decision at 10am, no worries, you can make a better one at (laughs) 10.02. So if you can hold on to that, that gives you a lot of power in recognizing that there's not permanence around the things we do poorly. There is permanence if we don't have conscientiousness around the opportunities we have to course correct. And decide to do things differently based on what we know. And so what matters most is your trend of becoming over time. It's not about a single decision. And sometimes we base so much on a single decision, right? We like get so concerned around, should I do this or that? And we think that everything relies on this one decision. And some decisions are really big. I'm not denying that at all. But what really matters is our trend over time. It's really actually the little decisions over time that matter the most. So what is your trend when there are when you're facing the opportunity to make hard decisions, when you're faced with the opportunity to have uncomfortable conversations, when you're given the chance to prove yourself in different ways, or go out on a limb and be courageous, or push yourself to try something new? What is your trend? So this year has been a year of hustle for many, myself included. And my trend has felt like it's been... <laughs> hustling. And I don't love that. I do not want to be someone who always hustles, not at all. But that has been necessary in many moments over this year. So recognizing that that's been a trend, I've actually spent a decent amount of time since 2021 started really thinking about that and recognizing like that is not who I want to be. I needed to do that to survive 2020 and to make some adjustments and some pivots, so that my business could survive 2020. And that this show could go on literally, so that this show could go on. But I also have to look at like, what is sustainable and what matters in terms of my energy and what is my trend there. And so instead of beating myself up for falling into patterns of hustle that do not serve me, I'm instead taking a closer look and where I can chill on the hustle and getting really clear on that. And so I've actually come up with some really powerful and empowering ideas around what I can do that, don't worry, won't take away from anything that we do here, but will give me the space to hustle less and have a little more energy for things like having fun and spending time with my family and enjoying that time. And I think that's really, really significant. I also know for many of us, this has been a year of major isolation. And that's been necessary, right? Even critical. But is someone, is a person who chooses isolation who you want to become? So perhaps this has been super necessary for quite a while now for so many of us, but perhaps that is not who you want to always be. And I've heard so many people talk about anxiety and very real anxiety about coming out of this season that we've been in for the last year and wondering, thinking like, how am I going to reintegrate myself into the world? And I wanna be really clear that it's not gonna be easy, especially if you have fallen into really introverted habits that feel really cozy and nice. But I also want you to think about who do you want to become? Do you want to become someone who is so isolated and independent that you miss out on the opportunities for deep connection and relationships? Maybe that has served you well this year, but perhaps that's not what you're looking for long-term. So how can you challenge yourself to start connecting in ways that feel safe and appropriate to you if you want to become someone who builds fruitful and loving and engaging relationships? And there's a lot of ways that you can do that that can be you know, outside of a massive leap into a large crowd <laughs> as you come out of COVID. So I want you to think about what that could look like for you. I know that I talked with people earlier in the pandemic, it was probably three to six months in, and I was having some really serious conversations that actually came out of a situation. I put up a post on social media about grocery stores, <laughs> and I made a really judgy comment, I will totally own, I was at Trader Joe's and it was at a time in our state where the message that we were getting from the government was like, when you go to the grocery store, it should be one person per household in the store. Do not bring partners. Do not bring children unless you don't have someone to take care of them. Like we need to be really conscientious. And this was early when things were really serious, really scary. And there was just a ton of unknowns. And I spent one day waiting in line at Trader Joe's and I finally got in the store and there were so many people in there with other people with them and i was like what is even going on and then you're all trying to stay six feet apart but there's like entire families of four who were like taking up a whole aisle and like yelling up and down the aisle and running up and down the aisle and like you definitely couldn't get past them and stay six feet apart and i was like this is so ridiculous and so I put up a post it was in my not a post i put up something in my instagram stories and i said like who are all these codependent people at the grocery store who can't go alone and are like the whole family's going and they're taking up all the space and like we can't get around the aisles and someone messaged me right after that and she said well in our family, there's been a lot of anxiety about leaving that around leaving the house. So we actually have had a therapist tell us that our daughters need to get out of the house at least once a week. And one of the things that we do, because everything is closed at this time, everything in Seattle was closed, except for grocery stores. She was like, one of the things we do is go to the grocery store for 15 minutes, because it's literally the only place that we can go and like have the girls be in society. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like such a jackass. <laughs> and Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Oh my gosh, I am a heavy shedder. So if you are a heavy shedder, or if you are someone who's wanting to thicken your hair, I definitely want you to try out Nutrafol. I have loved using it myself and I know multiple other people who've used it and have found great results. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. Find out why 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Go to Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code shameless. Nutrafol.com code shameless. I will say that I don't think everyone in the store was necessarily like making the choice to be there together because of that reason but i also hadn't even thought about that being a reason that people would choose to bring partners to the store or bring children older these were older teenagers bring teenagers to the store and i was so appreciative i said thank you so much for saying that and i totally am going with her Your her permission i said can i share this on my stories like to like stand corrected and honor what you just shared because that is significant and that is real and so if you are someone who is perhaps Ben's, one of those people who's like I've been loving being isolated, like maybe the next step is not to get on an airplane, but maybe it is to just like, you know, once a week go to the store instead of ordering all your groceries cuz that might be the next right step for you. And it might not be an easy one, but it might be like one way to start becoming the person that you want to be when all of this is over, recognizing that it probably wouldn't serve you to be as reclusive as maybe you have been and maybe enjoyed over the last year. So how can you challenge yourself to start to look at who you are becoming and then take action in that direction? And I wanna make this really tactical because I always like to make things tactical, but I think that this will also make this fun for you, and I also think it will give you some really great insight. So I'm gonna give you a little task. I want you to think of three words that most strongly identify who you want to become. And so give yourself a minute to think of those words if you want to push pause and like turn on your favorite song and think about this, like dance around. If you want to think about this, like tomorrow morning when you are doing some journaling, this would be a great journaling prompt. But I want you to think about three words that most strongly identify who you want to become. And I'll give you some examples. So maybe your three words are fierce, creative, and compassionate. Or maybe your three words are powerful, patient, and courageous. Or maybe your three words are brave, relaxed, joyful. So that's three different sets right there. Obviously, like there's a million more combinations, there's endless combinations that you could use of endless words around how you want to feel right, or who you want to become. And then from there, after you have those three words, what are three ways that you can start living those words that you can start taking action in the direction of those words. And these can be different ways of thinking. Like action can literally be just changing your thoughts or it can be really like going out in the world and taking action in really concrete tactical ways. So I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna walk you through the first three words I gave you because I actually picked them for myself and I thought they would be a fun example for you to hear how I'm going about these three words in my life. So for my three words, I picked fierce, creative, and compassionate. And now I wanna tell you how I'm actively working toward becoming more fierce, more creative, more compassionate. And I will tell you in writing this out, I was like, this feels so powerful. Like this feels like I'm building momentum just by putting this on paper. And that's what I want for you because I think that this can be something that actually really gives you a positive sense of momentum after a year or more of feeling stuck. So three things that I can do to work toward feeling more fierce and to work toward becoming more fierce, not just feeling it, but becoming it. First is standing in my core values by speaking up in my community. I do this all the time, and this isn't new to me generally speaking, but it's new to me in certain aspects of my community life. So there's been places and spaces where I feel like I've gotten more connected and grounded in a way where I've recognized that I can have more of a voice and that my voice will be heard, and also there's more opportunity for impact, and I really, really want to leverage those opportunities for impact. So number one for me, my first thing I wanna do to become more fierce is to stand in my core values by speaking up in my community. The second thing I want to do to become more fierce is learn about other strong female leaders and change makers. And this is something I've been doing for a while, but it's something I want to keep doing. And in fact, just today, a friend of mine, shout out to Andrea Owen, recommended a book. She's actually mentioned it to me a couple times, but today she was giving me like a rundown of it. And she was like, this is going to make you think and it's going to like make you mad about being a white woman. And it's going to make you question a whole bunch of things. And I was like, okay, like that means I need to read it. The book was called Hood Feminism. And she mentioned it to me a while ago. And I was like, Oh my gosh, my book list is so long right now. But then the more she was like, it's gonna make you see things in such a different way and like shift how you go about different things. And By the time she was done explaining it to me, I was like, okay, yeah, like I need to read that. This is actually like reading this book. It's gonna help me learn about this author and the things that she has to share. And I'll link the book in the show notes here, but it's called Hood Feminism, H-O-O-D. And in listening and learning about, and from other change makers, I will become more fierce, right? It doesn't have to be comfortable. Sometimes it's not. (laughs) And this probably won't be based on what Andrea said, but I think it'll be really, really significant and impactful. And then the third thing that I'm doing to become more fierce is blocking out the noise that makes me feel small. So there was a situation that happened that really took me back. It's been something that happened in the last 18 months or so, but it was something that it tripped me up and it kept tripping me up. And it actually connected to some other things that happened earlier in my life that like I was just feeling stuck all around. And what kept happening is that I would get stuck like ruminating over the situation and It would really, really impact my ability to move through my day as my best self and also move through my day as a leader. And so, what I really had to do was figure out what I was going to do to take responsibility in that situation in order to move forward. And what ultimately had to happen was I had to block out some of my own noise in my head, like ways that I get in my own way with negative self talk and negative thought patterns. And then it also was blocking out some other noise that I had let become really prominent in my life that was definitely not serving me. And it was actually in getting in the way of my ability to show up and serve here at times. And that did not feel good because I know how I am when I am at my best. And I know my ability to lead when I'm at my best. So Letting other things get in the way was making me feel really small. And it was extremely frustrating. And it definitely had me feeling the opposite of fierce. And actually, in talking this through with my therapist, I was able to see the situation and kind of the layers of the situation, which related to like layers of things throughout my life in such a different way that it made me really able to shift my thinking in a way where I could recognize like, oh, I can see why those thought patterns were there. And I can also see why they wanted to stay. And I can also see and determine and decide that they're not allowed to stay. (laughs) And like they are now uninvited from the party. And so when I talk about blocking out noise often on the show, I'm talking about like blocking out the noise on social media and blocking out like diet culture or the patriarchy or like whatever's holding you back and keeping you in the comparison trap and making you feel like crap about yourself. But there's also our own noise that sometimes we have to block out that makes us feel small. So it's not just the internet. Like, unfortunately, we have our own noise that is on a reel in our head sometimes. And as was the case for me, with kind of these layers of a handful of situations. And I want to make sure that we are aware of both of these things, because we don't get to be as fierce as we want to be when we're not conscientious of those two different types of noise. So for me, blocking out noise that makes me feel small, it's like taking responsibility for my thoughts and taking responsibility for what I let in from the outside. Those two things are really important. So next, my second word was creative. I want to become more creative. That is a part of who I am becoming. And this is a fun one for me because I grew up thinking I was not creative. I was someone who did everything that I was supposed to do in the order I was supposed to do it in and was not like, Artistic or adaptable or like creative in those ways that you typically think of creativity growing up. But what I've learned in being an entrepreneur is I actually am really creative. I'm just like not creative with like, you know, doing watercolors or like, you know, doing art. (laughs) And so it's been interesting for me or art in the like very, traditional sense that I learned in grade school, like drawing and painting and like modeling clay, which I know that there are 1 million other kinds of art. And like what I'm doing right here is art. I would consider podcasting art. So I know for me, I've really loved really leaning into being a creative person and identifying that I am and owning that because I really did not own that for so many years. It's only been probably in the last five years that I've even been able to see that that is a part of me at all. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural non-toxic medical grade ingredients. I just randomly, Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like like icky and you know like when kids they're specifically designed to combat New Aqua True. And here's the thing I swear it's like can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So what are three things I want to do to become more creative? So for sure, My writing class. Like, shout out. I think there's a few people here who are from my writing class who listen. I love, love, love my writing class. And it's been such a fantastic place to be creative with writing in a way that feels safe, but also feels like I need it's a constant kick in the butt, but it also feels like a safe place to try new things where I might completely fall flat on my face. And it's funny because there's weeks that I show up every week. I show up with a new piece of writing and there's weeks that I show up and I'm like, this is amazing. And the teacher's like, yeah, that's amazing. And there's other weeks where I'm like, this is amazing. And the teacher's like, "Mm, no, actually it's not. (laughs) Or there's weeks that I'm like, this is not amazing. And the teacher's like, yeah, you're right. It's not. Or I say it's awful. And then the teacher's like, it's actually really good. So it's just interesting. Ego gets in the way of all these things. Right. But that writing class has been a huge way for me to be creative And that's been so significant in ways that I didn't expect. I was just kind of like, I don't know, this might be an interesting hobby. I'm kind of curious about this. And it's become like therapy in a certain way, but it's also become art. And it's just all these different layers to it. So another step toward being creative, and this is the hard one for me, because showing up for writing class is like, if I have an appointment and someone's expecting me to show up with something done, like I'm going to do it. That's just who I am. But here's what's required to show up with a piece of writing. And this is the hard part making space to think. (laughs) So I am constantly and this is for me, definitely part of the anxiety that I manage every day and have managed since I was very little. I am constantly in action, doing things, not because I love doing things, but because my anxiety tells me I need to do things and I need to get them done and that people are waiting on me and I need to hurry up. And so it's very hard for me to make space to think. But I also love to make space for think to think, and when I do make space to think, amazing things happen. So I know that for me to become more creative and to become that more creative person version of vision of myself, and a, as, as a mom and as a woman and as a leader, I have to make space to think. And this can happen through walking. It can happen through my workouts. It can happen through getting up earlier than my family and having a quiet house. So for me making space to think is a really important action step toward becoming more creative. And then the third piece of becoming more creative is this is like a total accountability one. I want to have published pieces, like published multiple pieces of writing in 2021. And so submitting articles is my third way of being of becoming more creative. And It's not the submission of the articles necessarily that make me more creative, but it's the having to think through what do people want to hear right now? Like, what's a relevant topic that I have something to speak on that would help other people or that's maybe just really funny? And I've written a whole bunch of pieces now because of my writing class. I've written probably 20 pieces and I need to be creative in going after publications that can highlight and showcase my work. And that's really scary. And I will tell you, I've already submitted twice to different publications. And I've been rejected both times, which, you know, I don't love. <laughs> I mean, that's not like the most fun thing. But it's been really, really helpful for me to just get out of my own way and be like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Like everyone tells you we get so many submissions, we just can't take them all. So like, if you get rejected, it's like the easiest rejection <laughs> ever. So that's my third step for becoming more creative. Lastly, compassionate. So What are three steps I'm going to take to become to work on becoming more compassionate, if that's who I want to become? So first one is getting involved in the community, getting more involved in the community in different ways. And so I've been pushing myself to do that in different ways. And especially as there's been opportunities with a handful of things in COVID. And as we're at the certain specific phase in COVID, there's been some great community opportunities that I've had the opportunity to volunteer and sign up for kind of ongoing things not related to COVID, but just ongoing ways of being involved in the community. But for me, when I'm involved in the community, and I can see how other people are experiencing life in my community, that helps me become more compassionate. Similarly, becoming more involved in other communities outside of like my geographical community, but becoming more involved in other communities where there are a lot of people who are not like me. And so that's been huge for me to become more compassionate to be in community with people who look different than me, have different jobs than me, have very different lived experiences than me. That's really, really important to me and to actually get to know them and to build relationships with people who are different than me. The second step I'm taking toward becoming more compassionate and focusing on that part of my becoming is learning about people who have different worldviews and different learned experiences, which does connect to that first one. Some of this is not just getting involved in community and building relationships, but it's also about reading and taking in content about people with different ro- world worldviews and different lived experiences than me. And sometimes people that I'm very much in disagreement with, if I'm being honest, like learning and trying to figure out like, huh, why is it that you think that way that I don't agree with? And instead of being like, no, you're wrong. And that's irresponsible, which can definitely be the way that I am sometimes when I hear certain things about different people's worldviews or different people's opinions about things. And then the third way I'm being more compassionate is to choose curiosity over judgment. And I actually had a really great opportunity to do this just the other day, having a conversation with someone over vaccines, and something was said that made me feel real judgy real fast. And instead of not saying anything or saying something snippy, I decided to ask a really compassionate and curious question in a very non-judgmental way, with the goal of just trying to understand better, rather than trying to get my point across. And so here's the thing, when I'm being judgmental, I get going to a place, and I think many of you can probably relate, I go to this place of where I want to explain why I'm right and the other person's wrong, and I can immediately give you like 1 million pieces of data on top of another million reasons why I'm right and you're wrong. And so it takes a lot of impulse control and restraint for me to ask a curious, non judgmental question and just listen to an answer and say, Thank you for explaining that to me. I really appreciate it. Rather than saying, Oh, but what about this? And what about this? And that goes against this. And to just listen. And so that is a huge step for me in becoming more compassionate and really focusing on that as a goal. Because I know that ultimately, it's not helpful. if I'm just always cramming my agenda down other people's throats. I mean, sometimes, that is definitely the route that I choose, but it doesn't always serve me. So I hope that that is helpful in terms of me thinking through action steps that I'm taking toward becoming the woman I want to become, the leader I want to become, the mom I want to become. And now I want you to think about what are your three words and what are the three ways that you want to become? And then what are the three action steps that you can take within each of those and write it down? And let me know. I would love to hear from you. For sure, you can send me a message. You can, on Instagram, DM me at the Shameless Mom Academy or at Shameless Mom Academy. You can reach out to me on in our private Facebook group over at shamelessmom.com slash Facebook. I would love to hear from you what stood out here most and where you're going to go from here. The last thing I want to leave you with today is if you know that you're someone who wants to become more powerful or more courageous or more confident or more brave, Or maybe more connected with other moms or more connected into other communities of women, I want to invite you, very last day of this invitation, to join us for the Shameless MomCon Collective. So within the collective, you're going to have the opportunity to really dig deep and think about who you are becoming and the action steps that you are taking to become her. And this will give you tons and tons of clarity. As you get to listen to all of our guest speakers, we have world-class leaders and speakers presenting on topics from mommy burnout to body image to identity and authenticity and leadership. And you're also going to have the opportunity to hear from people with very different world views and different perspectives. It's going to lead you to places where you are going to be able to see the impact that you can have on the world, no matter what your story is and no matter where you're coming from, because we all belong to each other and our stories matter, and the layers of our stories matter, and they impact how we show up, and they impact how we can change lives. And you're going to hear that over and over from our speakers. So if you are in need of some support around becoming the person that you want to become, join us for the Shameless MomCon Collective. Today's the last day to sign up. And we only have a few spots left. So hopefully by the time you hear this, there'll still be a couple left if you've been waiting to join and you, or you're just hearing about this now for the first time. The Shameless MomCon Collective is a four-week virtual event specifically for moms who want to reignite their spark reclaim joy and live life loudly every damn day. We start on April 15th, so in just a few days we have our kickoff party and then we go from there all the way till May 14th. So we have 4 weeks of guest speakers and happy hours and coaching sessions and everything is virtual. Everything's recorded by the way. So if you can't make everything live, you will definitely have the opportunity to listen in on recordings for anything that you miss the community and the connection that you're going to create in this opportunity with these women is going to be deeply impactful and powerful and beautiful. And it's going to shift the course of your 2021, even if you can't make everything live. So don't get hung up on that. We want you as much as we can have you and we will take you no matter how frequently you can join us during that time. You will get a lot out of this experience just from being tapped into this community of women. And we would love to have you join. So go to shameless mom, MomCon.com to get more information to get signed up. That's ShamelessMomCon.com. Registration closes today, Monday, April 12th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. That's over at ShamelessMomCon.com. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here, and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued.